Life Audio. If you are anything like me, then you are motivated by the stories of men and women who have experienced difficulty, pushed through that difficulty, continued to grind and do the hard work when success seemed out of reach, and yet, because they were diligent, did indeed experience a success that at one time perhaps seemed to them like only a dream. You're motivated by those stories just as I am because when we're in our own moments of difficulty, when we feel hopeless and we look down the road and can't see an end, it's encouraging to know that others have been through situations perhaps different in form and fact than ours, but they've been through difficult situations that they did not anticipate how they were going to move through and yet experience success. We see that in them. We find hope for ourselves. And often it is those stories that give us the focus, the energy, the courage, and the will to take the next step. I love stories of people who are willing to overcome and diligent to do the work in front of them. And today I have an interview with a great team (laughs) that is going to tell us their story. Today I have the opportunity to share with you an interview that I recently did with two members of Angel Studios. If you're not familiar with Angel Studios or Jeff and Jordan Harmon, uh, you may not know those names, but you're probably familiar with their work. Their studio, Angel Studios, has produced the Chosen series, uh, an incredible series that in so many ways is taking the world by storm. They've done a lot of other things, but that is not the beginning of the story. That's just the part we're seeing right now. To get to where they are, to do the work they're doing, they've had to endure some things, and I have the privilege of sharing that story with you as we come back in just a couple of minutes. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you with me and uh, just so grateful for the opportunity to share the interview that you are about to hear. Uh, You're going to be blessed by this one and encouraged and strengthened. We talk about March or Die. We talk about what it is to take the next step to March when it would be easier to stay where you are and emotionally, spiritually, relationally just die. We talk about that all the time. And I give principles and uh, hopefully perspectives that can encourage you to keep 
keep moving forward. Today is one of those perspective days, hearing the story from people who are doing good work, doing the hard work, making a difference, but had to fight to get there. And uh, very grateful to be able to share this interview with you. Before we jump into this, though, I will remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, do it now. Subscribe right now. You can then share this content out with others. That would be fantastic. And then for anything else that you might be looking for, other podcasts that I'm connected to, my social connections, the work that I do at the Mighty Oaks Foundation, go to one spot, jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com. You can find me there, and uh, I would encourage you to check that out. Now, without any further ado, a fantastic conversa- conversation with Jeff and Jordan Harmon from Angel Studios. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time today and coming on for a, hopefully a great conversation. I know it will be on your end. I'm not so sure about my end. I mess it up a lot, but uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Um, I actually, we were just talking about this. It'd be weird if I didn't say it, um, but I didn't record. So since it's a podcast, I'll let everyone know. We've already had a great conversation, but now we're doing it for you, the audience, uh, having recorded. Um, your story is an amazing story for, for so many reasons. Uh, you obviously produced The Chosen, the uh, series that I think everyone on the planet is watching, or at least has heard about. Uh, it's been funny to watch, actually, the response. Some are like, you have to watch this. It's life-changing. You, you sit your kids down right now, watch it. And others have a very different opinion. I think that's just the world that we live in. Um, but you guys are producing incredible content for so many folks that is so valuable. Um, I, I was mentioning we were talking a minute ago. I was on the couch the other day flipping through um, some streaming stuff, and I found Dry Bar Comedy Special, which you guys produce. And uh, my kids were like, can we watch something else? I'm like, no, you're going to sit here and you're going to laugh. It's going to be amazing. And uh, we're going to do this together. It's awesome. Um, I believe what you're doing is important work because of the world that we live in and the time we're living in, and you do it so well. But for people who would look at what's happening now in your world, they may come to the conclusion that perhaps it's been an easy path or you had some kind of an advantage. But you have worked very, very hard through some extremely difficult circumstance against some pretty big players um, to get to the place where you can do what you do now. And I would love it if you could take some time and just tell the story because it's such an amazing story. It was actually it was actually a breeze. <laughs> Super easy. Short podcast. No, Never no, mind. Forget it. Whatsoever. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. So uh, it was almost ten years ten years ago this year. Uh, Neil, our brother, comes to. Well, he and Jordan have been working on this idea around a concept that would skip the content that's unacceptable in movies. So whether it's. Uh, a rape scene or too violent of a scene or too much language that you don't want your family to see. You could just like skip it like an automatic remote. And Neil would came to me and said, let's, let's work on this. We had a, we had just finished up. um, We just launched a uh, ad agency called Harmon brothers that did like Poopery commercials, squatty potty commercials, Lumi yeah. deodorant, purple mattress, lots of big household names. Yeah, and we he had come to me and said we had this list of businesses, like a long list of like what would what would we try if we if we have time to build another business? 
Filtering Company didn't make the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, filtering Company was on there, but it wasn't like top of my yeah, list. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> because years ago, back in the early two thousands, there was a bunch of companies that came out and they said we're gonna we're gonna uh, skip the parts of shows that that people don't want to see or families don't want to see. And they had built quite a big business off of it. And then yeah. the Hollywood studios came in and sued them all and shut them all down. Mm. Then in 2005, Congress packed in response to what was happening with these lawsuits, passed this law called the Family Movie Act that made it legal. So Neil's coming to me and he's saying, let's go, let's go do this. It was called filtering, not to be confused with Instagram, but skipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More appropriate word. Because yeah. back then Instagram didn't exist. <laughs> so... Um, it would skip like an automatic remote. And I said, I, I don't really want to be sued by Hollywood. So let's not do that one. <laughs> and, and Neil came up with this idea that um, had some inspiration around an idea of what this could become. And he said, Jeff, there are millions of people around the world that want this. Right. So if we can gather them around a filtering tool, a way that skips shows, once we get a large enough group of people wanting the service, then we can actually transition and launch a distribution company that builds content that people actually want to see and that we want right. to see for our families rather than just skipping the parts of the content yeah. that you don't want to see. Make the stuff that we want to see. Yeah, that's good. And that was the moment I was like, I, I, I'll, I'm in. Jordan was already in. He and Neil had been working on it. But I'll, I'll jump in on this. And and it reminded me a little bit of, if you've ever read Reed Hastings' stories with Netflix, Reed, um, he he wanted to build a streaming service, but there was only 56K modems. And he had done a little bit of, home, a little bit of homework to realize that there's um, a law. Uh, now I'm on live. I, but it's the law of doubling. Yeah. Every 18 months, your speed internet speeds are doubling. Oh, okay. Yep. And so he took that, and I'll remember it in just a second, the law's name, but, um, but it's, it's Moore's Law, I think. So it doubles, and he just said, by the year 2012, Internet's going to be fast enough that I can actually stream it. So um, I'm going to name it Netflix, which is what it should be down the road, and I'm going to ship DVDs in the meantime to build a, yeah. an audience. Yeah, yeah. And so Neil's kind of looking at the same way, just saying – if we focus on this unserved group of people, which yeah. is what Reed Hastings did, he said, let's go to all the people who aren't being served, which are people that want to watch older movies, things that aren't in Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and they'll wait in the mail. They'll wait for it to come in the mail. Yeah. I think so I'm still waiting on a couple of videos, actually. I think I've got a couple <laughs> on the way. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, but, but his idea was serve this group of people who can't go anywhere else. They, they, this is the only place to go, build an audience, and eventually – get good enough to take on Blockbuster and then eventually shift over to streaming and build our own content. Neil's saying, let's go to this group of people who are underserved. They don't watch the movies anyway because they have two, you know, that, that one scene will make it so they won't show it to their family and build a business off this that eventually creates original content. So we did a whole bunch of legal work, got attorneys from LA, like a previous attorney for the Oscars came in and he helped and, um, and we built it out and a year later we got sued by Disney Yeah. and, um, and ended up being like one of the lawsuits of the decade, which is just this massive, um, 
I mean, some attorneys have estimated that they spent over $30 million trying to destroy our company. And, 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 and to our knowledge, there hasn't been in the entertainment space a startup company who's been sued by four major studios and, and survived. Yeah. And people like the first question I had is, why is Disney suing us? They should like family. Content. Yeah, that's a great question. And why would they spend $30 million to to do that? Yeah. So what's yeah. the answer? The answer we've realized after some time is that if you are the family market, you have the family market cornered mm. and a company comes in and just with this skipping muting automatic remote feature makes all the other content more family friendly, right. it dilutes your market. Yeah. yeah. So that it's a big threat to their world to bring the rest of the content to become more marketable. So it's just anti-competitive. And, right. and so Disney sues us. We realize we have not got enough traction to make it all the way. Um, so we go to our customer base and just say, Hey, this has happened before. There were almost 20 of these companies that got sued out of existence. Now there's a law that says we can do this. And if you're interested in us fighting this up the court system, um, which is probably crazy and you might lose your money, likely probably lose, lose your money, <laughs> <laughs> lose your, all of it. Right. And you have money you want to invest that you could afford to lose. Yep. And you want to back us, go for it. Well, and even before that, I mean, there was uh, for quite a few months, people reaching out to us saying, hey, how do we help? And they started donating, trying to just, you know, yeah, get Angel had, alive. Like $200,000 in just donations. Like just people sending money and we're like, yeah. you guys are wasting your not, money. Not a nonprofit. Yeah. And we as were much saying as, they're wasting their Well, money. I know. But in our brain, it's like this yeah. is this feels like it's kind of going into a, a, a so, you know. So not great sales guys, but people gave money anyhow. So that's incredible. Let me tell you the worst deal possible. Now we need your money to get through this. It was super fortunate because yeah. right around that time, the Jobs Act passes and it mm. basically allows for... It was a year before, yeah. yeah the uh, A year before the Jobs Act passed and Neil had been studying that really like heavily and yeah. um, and it was it allowed for small companies to do crowdfunding campaigns and offer up equity. Yeah, my next door neighbor over the fence, he was in law school studying the Jobs Act as well and had been telling me all about it and Neil brought it up and... So we said, let's just go to the crowd. And we said, do you want to invest? There's this new law. And we raised $10 million in five days, which surprised us. <laughs> so another brother, there's six brothers. Can I, can, I, can I stop you right there? What, you raised that much money. What did that communicate to you? I, I, did it communicate people are really interested in freedom? They hate Disney. They like us personally. Faith is really more important than most people understand. What what the, was the message that you received from that? The mission missions matter a lot. Like the mission of your company yeah. is really critical, and we had a uh, a very important mission that yeah. was probably like semi suicidal for a company. The <laughs> 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 best kind. <laughs> But they, they they were like, oh, these guys will go do that. Then here's my hundred bucks. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. There's also some naivete on our side that we're like, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. So we raised the ten million dollars, and and another brother, Daniel, who is he's creative director over at the agency. Uh, we there's six brothers total. Um, he calls me the day after we raise that money and just says, Jeff, do you understand, like? We've been trying to figure out how we go from – you've been trying to figure out because he wasn't doing 
specifically. He was all doing creative work at that Yeah, point. and so he, he said, been trying to figure out how you're going to jump from kind of this skipping, muting world yep. with other content into original content. And one of the big problems is you got to get enough money to have the budgets to make a decent show mm -hmm. yep. in order to enter that world. And he's like, but you can use crowds if you give them a good enough vision mm. and a good enough mission that they'll come in and they'll fund big budget content. Yep. Um, and we can actually build shows and movies yep. like the studios do. And so I was like, that's so true, Daniel. Um, and so I started my search and we, we launched dry bar comedy was the yep. first thing we did. And we did that internally just to prove that we could build something on our own. Um, did three seasons of that before it took off. It was really scary to start each season again because you didn't, we're making money yet. And sure. We're sure. in this massive lawsuit and Disney's like kicking our butt. And, um, and so we're, we're um, moving through the court system, burning through money, trying to get dry bar comedy off the ground. And finally dry bar takes off. And now today people know because it, like, it had over a billion views last year yeah. has over 4 billion views total and, um, and 150 million viewers. That's incredible. So drive bar comedy, the concept behind that was just HBO started with comedy, stand-up comedy. That's how they started. And they would broadcast comedians and it was cheap enough to be able to produce high quality content but it doesn't cost a lot to produce yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. And so same thing with Drybar. We're like, if they can do it, let's take really good comedians who normally don't necessarily have, like they're not necessarily like safe comedians. We call right. it, you know, right. safe comedy. You can, yeah. your kids might not understand it. So you can't say it's family friendly comedy, but it's safe to watch at home with your kids around because. Yeah. You, you know, it's not yeah. going to be thrown out. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not going to be. Yeah using innuendo and F words. And right. so um, we'd bring comedians in that normally aren't safe and just say, here are the rules, go up on the stage and do a, a clean set. Yeah. And then they get up and they do a clean set and over 70% of the comedians in dry bar aren't normally clean. And but they're clean when they're on our system, they're clean. Yeah. So yeah, actually yeah. A, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people like get in the comments or send us emails saying, Oh, I loved this comedian or comedians get messages yeah. where they're there at a show in like some other part of the country. And somebody walks up and says, I'm so disappointed. I watched my dry bar. Yeah. I bought tickets to the show. <laughs> You're so vulgar outside of dry bar. That's so, but the idea is to bring the very, it's easier to make a good comedian clean to teach them to be clean than it is to take a not somebody who's not funny. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clean yeah, yeah. and make them funny. It's so yeah. much. It's so much easier the other way around. And we've had comedians that have completely changed their entire set. Like one comedian called me and said, "Jeff, I've been trying um, <laughs> desperately to get out of where I'm at because I've got family and kids now, and I started this years ago." And he was like, and my little kids, I don't, I feel ashamed that they're going to wow. see what I've done in the past. Wow. Yeah. And he said, you just launched my career into a clean comedy world and That's I'm switching incredible. my whole entire trajectory. Wow. And he did, he switched it and he's doing super well. And so we've, the dry bar just like grew and grew and grew. Now there's over 500 comedians that have come here and done shows. It's the largest library of stand-up comedy out there. 
and you're going to see a lot of stuff over the next 18 months with Drybar. But so, but we're in the thick of it. We are in a ma- massive lawsuit, and then I'm searching for what's our next like crowdfunded show. What? How do we step it up from Drybar to be something bigger? And a friend of mine, Matthew Faraci, and he he mm. works on our press yeah. side. You know Matthew, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Um, he sends me this link. It's just a Vimeo link that says short film. That was it. And Matthew, if you've <laughs> ever got an email from him, that's probably yeah. not. I'm yeah. <laughs> he just expects you to watch it because he sends it. Check this out right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is and if so, I get anything from him, I do watch it. I don't ask questions. That's right. So I open it up. I watch it. And about it's, – it's like I think it's August of 2000, um, 2017. And I open it up. I watch it, and halfway through, this little shepherd that's like the lowest of the low, he's from first century time period, runs into Mary and Joseph. And I'm like, oh, this is a Christmas thing. <laughs> and, and then by the end, I just like a flood of ideas and wow. information just pour into my mind. And it was like a clear path of how to use the, the things we had learned about crowdfunding a year before, how to... Wow take this and turn it into a pilot show. How do you, how to format it? It was like a decade of marketing knowledge. Yeah. All just like started to like, it was like the puzzle pieces were all. Yeah. Yeah. The puzzle pieces were somewhere buried deep inside, but it was like, I I think it was inspiration where God was teaching me like, do this and do this Mm -hmm. and put it together this way. And this is how you're going to get to a funded TV series. So, um, I call Matthew, say, Matthew, does this guy have a TV series by chance that we can make out of this? And Matthew says, actually, he is thinking about a TV series. So he connects me with Dallas Jenkins, and um, we're from Utah. We, we just learned that we needed to file Chapter 11 protective bankruptcy. It's not like normal bankruptcy, but it's, right. we were using it for a shield against a predator. Um. We're, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so Mormons. Dallas Jenkins is an evangelical with a super, like, yeah. top-selling author dad yeah. um, in the, that community. Uh, Matthew says Dallas doesn't like the filtering. filtering. He doesn't like skipping stuff. He's a director. He doesn't want you to touch his stuff. Yeah. Um, that we are in a lawsuit against the biggest studio in the world. <laughs> Can you get blacklisted? <laughs> Things from aren't this? really adding up to the paper <laughs> yeah. for and, this. And, <laughs> and as a side, Matthew Faraci is a Jewish. Uh, is Jewish. <laughs> yeah. so you got a Mormon yeah. guy so, being so, a, so, a Christian no. guy with a Jewish guy, and meanwhile yeah. you're fighting. You're fighting Disney. So yeah, nobody believes this. Yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, uh, <laughs> how am I gonna? So I get on with Dallas, and I'm trying to like, hey, we built. Poopery, <laughs> squatty potty, and and deodorant commercials. They're they're massive. Uh, we did dry bar, and I'm trying to like weave my way around, and um, and we get done, and he just says, "I'm interested, Jeff." <laughs> I was like, wow. "Okay." Now, yeah. um, at the time, it was like either I'm a really good salesman, or this guy's desperate. Yeah, and it, it turns out a, bit of both. <laughs> a bit of both. So da- Dallas and Amanda fly out to Utah, and we pitch them on this idea of 
um, can you guys work with us? We'll help you crowdfund it. And we'll build the, the, the House of Cards. That's Netflix's first series. We'll build our first original series for Angel Studios to launch our studio yep. the way that Netflix used House of Cards to launch their world. And they said, all right, let's do it. And then we said, well, wait, wait, wait. We also need to explain. <laughs> like, you, you came out here. Now you see us, uh, uh, you know, how we are on a personal level in our faith. And, and he, he would, I mean, he like, was, you need you to go on family events. And yeah. You, you got a good job of really, you got to do a lot of homework because you got to know what you're getting into because right. we know the evangelical world and the Latter-day Saint world are usually kind of like, right. Um, and, and then we said, look, uh, we're not going to have any say into what you do doctrinally in the show. We're just going to try to get it to the world. And as long as you stick to the New Testament, we're okay with that. Like the New Testament isn't like the gospels are not going to get to a spot where we're like right. trying to like compete over doctrines. Going to the Old Testament. That's, that's, really, <laughs> that's an important yeah. point, right? Because I think a lot of the criticism of the chosen is well, you, you've got, you know, a, a production company, they're Mormon, and you've got a Christian guy and trying to put it together. Yeah. And people that may not understand what you just said have a hard time with that. Yeah, yeah, they do. And on uh, vice versa, I, I wrote a blog post about this where I was having a hard time getting any of my friends to watch because they're like, mm -hmm. you let an evangelical yeah. like choose yeah. all this stuff. I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> and so was, we were losing both yeah, ways. Right. Getting, um, so the we're because they, they weren't they weren't thrilled with the idea that we had given up all the creative control right. over the show. And we just said, look, it's the Gospels. We actually agree 90 most of the way on the Gospels. Like there's very little differences. So as long as he sticks with the Bible, no big deal. Well, that and we also, I mean, in Angel, we in, in our background, we're very much of the mindset that like the creators have a responsibility to their community and to mm -hmm. their viewers, not to us as Angel Studios. Right. Even yes. though we're the distribution studio and pops up and everything, right. we believe if they if they really are doing a great job at making their viewers excited about their content, then, then we're fine. Mm -hmm. and, and even though we're founders, the, like our executive team is very diverse. We've got 8,000 families who invested from all over the world, and the, they're, the vast majority of them are not yeah. the same faith as we are. So, yeah. so we, we have to represent... The company is not uh, – this is one of the things that drives me crazy when I read, like, blogs and stuff. Like, this is a Latter-day Saint company. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's not. It has no like, – Well, what's crazy – so I'm I'm a evangelical Christian, and I'm very involved in the church world. I've pastored uh, churches. And I know a lot of churches that are using The Chosen as a, as a study tool. So they're gathering groups. They're watching it together. Yeah. They're having conversations about it. So it is funny because then I see this this criticism of you guys as a studio and your background and stuff, and it just like it doesn't compute. It's almost like people are throwing tomatoes just because they need someone to throw something at. It's it's a really yeah, weird yeah, thing, yeah. right? It, yeah. There's an element of that, and there's, I had someone who said to me one time because I was explaining this this weird element of of the you know the LDS and the evangelical side, and he says, I don't understand why. People are so worried about it. They want like the crazies in Hollywood directing this or, yeah. or distributing this. Like we're, we're so worried about. We're all Christians. We're all trying to go in the in this you know towards Christ, and, and that's that's the goal. Well, and and we're the, the differences between the faiths are are significant. They are, but that's founders. That's not the company. First right. off, yep. And number two is this is Dallas's show. This isn't right. our show from a from a storytelling standpoint, and. 
also like, I mean, just, just one thing that blew my mind is a friend came up to me and he's like, Oh, I was just in Japan. And he's like, all of the, the, the missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are now authorized to use clips from the chosen to introduce Japanese Buddhist Christ. And I, awesome. I went and told Dallas, I was like, Dallas, your show is being used this way. And he was like, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So, so it's really like just spontaneous stuff all over the world is happening. And, and so, but um, I go to Dallas, they say yes. We bet the farm on it. We are in chapter 11. Disney, like we got to where we had 40 days of runway left during the middle of this. Wow. Runway meaning cash. Yeah, like cash. We were going to run out of money. 40 days. You <laughs> more money to, to pay bills. And Dry Bar took off enough to pay the bills. And then, wow. and then we, we, get, we lose the first round of the Disney lawsuit. And they, they, they hit us this, in, in L.A. court, in downtown L.A., that the, the, the studios call the bank. They call this court mm -hmm. the bank because if they get a opponent into this court without an L.A. judge, then they get money. Yeah. And so um, we go into that court. We lose that first round, and we lose it to the tune of $62.5 million is wow. the judgment. Wow. And which is bigger per – Per work judgment, it is bigger than any pirates ever had. And we made the studio's money. And all we're trying to do is skip over stuff people have already paid to watch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, the, the studios are making millions of dollars off of what we were doing. So it was a, it was, it was a, um, in our opinion, it was very unfair ruling. We were getting ready to appeal it. Um, and then we have a trustee come into the company. So a trustee's running the company at this point. And the trustee tells us, because we launched the first four episodes of The Chosen, and they were just doing okay, but they weren't doing super well. It wasn't on track to succeed. And the trustee says, "If you, when you launch the second four episodes at Thanksgiving, I need you to make $1.5 million by the end of the year, or else you're going to go into Chapter 7 bankruptcy. <laughs> Liquidate everything. Liquidate everything. And, and we had only made $750,000 in the first 11 months of the year. So... Um, we had this realization as we're trying to figure out, like, I could not get people to watch The Chosen. If they watched it, they loved it. But getting them to sit down and watch it. So I'd started just, like, doing dinners at my house all summer. Hmm. And I'd invite people over for dinner. And then I'd be like, hey, we're going to watch the first three episodes of this movie I helped make. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. Now go sit on the couch. Until you watch it. And they'd be like, oh, I got to go. Nope, you're sitting down. Yeah. I've spent the last two years of my life working on this. And you are going to watch this. <laughs> so sit down. And they would, every time, they're just like, like exploding with excitement after they're done. They're like, wow, I didn't have any idea what was going on. And then there was a little fan club building on social media. And people would come on and say, because we were testing all kinds of older models, like subscriptions and Everything. a free month and then uh, or free episode or pay, just buy them outright, et cetera, just all kinds of stuff. And it wasn't working. And we would even like let people buy it for other people. And tons of people would. They would watch it and then they'd buy like 50, episode, 50 copies of the show. Share links. All share all there. the links. And then we were yeah. tracking the links and the links weren't getting watched. It was like 95% of people, they, their, their friend would buy it for them, say, watch this. 
And their friends just wouldn't even like open the link or click on it because they were like, Jesus show? I'm not watching the Jesus show. <laughs> you needed Matthew Ferrati to send those links out for you. Then everyone would watch everything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so interesting, Matthew was actually the first money into The Chosen. Yeah, he was. Um, like very first guy to get in. He's the founder, executive producer. But so um, we go and we um, and we're reading the comments and a consistent comment is people saying, I'd love to finish watching the series. I watched the first couple episodes that were free, but I can't afford to buy the rest. Mm. And every single time somebody would comment and say, give me your email. I'll send you a copy. Wow. I'll buy it for you. Yeah, well, 100% of the time. And so this idea came for what we call pay it forward, where let everybody watch it on someone else's dime. So all the initial investors are the first people we seeded it with. You watch it for free. It has a name that says this person paid for you to watch this episode. Wow. And then wow. at the end of the episode, you can pay it forward to pay for somebody else. And I think it was around one in 10 people who finished an episode would click and they would go pay for someone else and yep. they'd pay for another 10 people. And so, um, brought that up with Dallas said, great idea. Let's do it on season two. And I was like, no, you don't understand. You <laughs> have to make 1.5 million by the end of the year. Right. Currently we're not going to make 1.5 million. Right. right. Uh, actually, I don't think I told him that, but <laughs> <laughs> so we launch at Thanksgiving and we bring out a new app called the chosen app. Um, which is now called Angel. It's the Angel app currently, but at the time we just called it Chosen. Yep. And we launched this pay it forward model and we hit exactly $1.5 million at the end of the year with pay it forward. And then it starts taking off. And by February, we're talking to the trustee and we said, look, the speed this is going, um, look at our revenues. What do you think? Can we just pay Disney back? You know, while we appeal, all, what we have yep. to do is make an argument that we can cover the cost and then appeal and get it overturned. And he says, yeah, I think you can. Let's make a 14-year plan to pay them back and I'll take it to the court. Yeah. And he goes to the court and he submits a 14-year plan. Immediately, Disney's like, no, 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 no. Just put him into Chapter 7. The judge is like, wait, wait a second. You don't want to be paid back. You don't want to be paid back. They just want to stop working. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's like, this is why is it sounding a lot more predatory than you? Yeah. Yeah. This is predatory. And the judge started saying, how do I trust you guys? Yeah. And then the pandemic hits. Disney starts losing tons of money. The pandemic hits. We start taking off because everybody's at home and they want to watch something. Um, and then Disney, uh, is, uh, they get we, we file our appeal into the into the upper circuits to overturn the 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 the, the ruling which we believe would have totally won within two weeks of us filing the appeal we get notes from Disney saying uh, will you just take a settlement and okay. it will be less than our it will be just what we publicly talked about as our attorney's fees which is much less than what they really yep. were yep and we'll walk away. And we'll let this go. And we went to our investors and said, do you want us to walk away or do you want us to take this up the courts? And we have the chosen, we have drive our comedy and they overwhelmingly voted walk away, settle, and let's just build new content. Unbelievable. What an amazing story. I mean, there's so many things there. I, I wish we had two hours to break it down. Um, yeah. What, 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 
with all of that in mind, I'm sure there are a thousand lessons that you guys learned through that. But what what are the major takeaways from from you having lived through that and telling that story in 20 minutes does not communicate probably the heartbreak and the anxiety and the sleepless oh, yeah. nights and the talking to your spouses about what this might look like for our families. And I can't even imagine going through that, through that process that you went through. You come through on the other side, things are taking off in an incredible way. As you look back, what are some of the important lessons that are kind of like lifelong? We'll take these into our lives. We're talking to our kids about this. These are the important lessons we learned. I think for me, when I look back at the last 10 years, I think I've consistently, I, I, I feel like as a team, we've consistently seen that before every major breakthrough, there's been something extremely painful. Wow. And I want my kids to realize that as they're going through life, as they're experiencing pain, they need to understand and have the faith that that means a breakthrough is on the way. Mm, that's great. Right? And so that, that's something that, you know, after you go through those cycles, it, 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 you start overcoming bigger and bigger challenges, but they don't have the same weight as they would have just five years earlier because God walks you through the experiences he needs you to go through so that you can overcome the things that, that he needs you to do in the future. And so that, that's been a huge, huge takeaway for me as I'm going through trials and challenges because I actually believe, and Jeff says this all the time, like, we have had incredible success and we're so grateful for it. But what we're trying to do is so much bigger than the last 10 years. Mm. Um, it's really the, our, our, our biggest days and our hardest days are probably ahead of us in some ways. And then we've got to continue yeah. to create incredible content that amplifies light throughout the world. And every time we get into those hard, difficult times yeah. With, yeah. The, with the business and we're able to go through those experiences and remember and reflect back that there's there's a breakthrough on the horizon. That's great. Yeah. Pain is uh like is a tool that God uses. Yeah. Um the there was a um go ahead. I, I lost my train of thought. No, I I think that principle is is so important because everyone goes through difficult times and trials and sometimes sees that as the wall that they can't get beyond. Right. Well, if this yeah. was meant to be, or if God was in this, or if this was going to work, then well, it's Romans this 8, 28, right? Romans eight twenty eight is like my theme, uh, the theme yeah. song. <laughs> the theme yeah, yeah. scripture <laughs> is God, everything will work out for the good of those who believe and are called. That's and, right. um, that's, like if you if you truly believe that, uh, it's true. Like I can, like give my witness that that's that's a real thing. And there there was a significant period of time while we were, like when Disney when we got ruled against and we had that that debt on our shoulders. Um, that was a moment where I was just like, I don't, I don't see how we're gonna make it. Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't know how to overcome this. Like it's it's not it doesn't seem logically possible yeah well you even said during that time period what was your saying when someone said yeah i well i just wrote down in my journal i said um i had a an evangelical pastor friend call me out of the blue after that happened he just said uh jeff i'm praying for you my our family's praying for you and i believe that god has a path 
and Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus, mm. just that there's a few, handful of people, you know, your real friends Yeah. when you see yeah. what, what they do when everybody else has just disappeared. But yeah. Jonathan Rumi yeah. texted me and he just said, God has got his plans. So just hang on. That's good. And, um, and I wrote down in my journal, I don't believe that like a, a, on a, on a deep level, I don't believe we're going to make it through this, like, but I'm going to work like I do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do the work. Uh, there's so much in what you said. I, I always tell people, you know, who your friends are because they're walking in when everyone else is walking out and that's how you really know who your friends are. But doing the work, even though you don't know the outcome, um, because the outcome is not up to us. I, I wrote a blog post several weeks ago now, and it was just entitled do the work <laughs> and we're on a path that God has placed us on Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, God's placed us on that path. We're to pursue Christ, but our job is to do the work, to take the steps, to keep moving forward. The consequence or the result is up to God. Um, that, that principle can carry you forward. Now, let me ask you this as a final question. How do you stay motivated to keep dreaming and going for the bigger thing because I have had times in my life where I've struggled. I've had those moments where we're not going to make it. God does something amazing. And I go, thank you, God. I don't ever want to experience that again. So I'm not <laughs> How do you keep going? I know the feeling. <laughs> this is, I think this is about having a really good team. Like yeah. we all go through those cycles, but if you surround yourself with the right kind of people yeah. and, uh, that's good. Uh, we've got we've got the benefit of brothers, uh, plus just incredible executive team. Like one of the things I believe is that the next phase we're going to be able to make it through because of what's happened in the past. It's mm -hmm. not like, oh, we had to go through all that crap and it doesn't it's because like, of that stuff. Wait, waiting yeah. through all that mud didn't. Yeah. It's because of that right. that the right people are on our team now. Those are, these are the ones that stuck with us. They're the most talented. They're the most uh, gritty and the most mission oriented. We have the right team to go to the next step. And there's even like, we've had filmmakers that have done big Hollywood projects that come to us and say, because of what you've done in the past, I know I can trust you. And, and I think on, on top of that, when you look at the scope of the world, you know, we started this we were having conversations in 2012 and 2013. And I remember when we were having these conversations, we all have kids yep. and we looked at the content in the world and contents upstream from culture. Yep. And so yep. our, our mission is to tell stories that amplify light. And we want to be able to tell the stories that will impact the culture for generations to come. And that definitely keeps us going. We define light. This is how we define it. Um, is whatever is honest, whatever is true, honest, noble, just, authentic, lovely, admirable, excellent, or worthy of praise. Yeah. So that is that is the rule for the content. It's not um, it's it's not very exclusive. It's very encompassing of all good yep. things. Um, Philippians four eight is where yep. we get the inspiration, and then went to all the different translations and picked the words we liked. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that because you're Mormon. Like, well, we can't do that. Right now, so. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for that. I, it's such an encouragement to hear your story and understand perseverance. 
But then on this side, like in real time, seeing what God is doing with with your commitment and dedication and, and hard work and, and just pushing through. Uh, so thank you for that. What can people do or where can people go to uh, to follow you to get? I mean, I think the whole planet knows where to find The Chosen. But for those people who are listening, they're like, The Chosen, what is that about? Uh, where do they need to go to find what you guys are up to? Angel.com. Just go to angel.com. Yeah. You can find it. We're also on Twitter. Yeah, all um, socials. But you go to angel.com, you'll be yeah. able to see The Chosen, Dry Bar Comedy, Tuttle Twins, there's multiple Wing TV Feather series Saga. that are coming up the pipeline and, and, uh, and dozens and dozens in, in, in the future, hundreds more to come. So you're we're gonna, very excited. You're going to find a lot of faith-friendly content there and a lot of just other great family content. Yeah. Awesome. Jeff and Jordan, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. I love that interview. That is one I'd like to dive even deeper into. Uh, that's actually the second time I've had the opportunity to um, hear that story and have that conversation. Uh, man, it, just fantastic. It, it encourages my heart on so many levels, and I hope it encourages you as well. Uh, very thankful for not only what they have been through and what they've done and what they're doing, but their willingness to sit down with us and uh, tell that story. So please go and check out the work that Angel Studios is doing. If you haven't watched The Chosen, I would encourage you to get started on that. Again, that would be an encouragement to you. And uh, check that out. Thank you for watching the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, again, if you're not yet subscribed, please subscribe. You can do that right now. And I would encourage you to do that right now. Um, also, go to jeremystalnicker.com. jeremystalnicker.com. You can find uh, my website that has my blog, a couple of different areas that I write. You can find that there, right, every single week. Other podcasts that I'm connected to, all of my socials, my work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, all of that can be linked out there. So please go ahead and check that out. Really appreciate it. Stop by Life Audio, lifeaudio.com. You can find this podcast, other great podcasts, uh, some incredible content, great hosts there, uh, content that will be, uh, again, a help to you and really focusing on uh, your faith life. So please check that out as well. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will remind you as we end today, as I do just about every week, sometimes I forget, but just about every week, when the bullets are coming your direction, when it feels like the mortar rounds are falling at your feet, you only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die. You can make that decision. But the better decision is to march. Will you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Thankfully, the choice is always yours. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. 
Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.